Praise the Lord, it is chat time once again. Now this week, we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but you know, every time we do a program and then we think about it, you know, uh, more things come to mind. And you know, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about tithing. And I know we talked about it extensively, but I did make a comment about giving 10% of your time. And I just wanted everybody to know that's not tithing. That's just giving 10% of your time to the church or to um, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, social justice or, or um, helping the poor or, or feeding the hungry or that's just giving 10% of your time. That's your reasonable duty. That, that's, not, that's not included in the tithing that the Lord was talking about. You know, so I just wanted to clarify that this time before we go on. And so what we did last week was, uh, well, we were, for the last two programs, we were talking about um, depression and anxiety and pain and, you know, you know, what do you do when you're anxious? And, and we're saying that there is hope. You don't have to commit suicide. You don't have to be so despondent. You, I know it's hard 
very hard because because the enemy the enemies, comes right to to just torment your mind. Oh my God, it's tormenting. Yeah, tor- torment your spirit, hoping that the tormenting of the mind will become settled in your heart, and what's in your heart is what you'll carry out. So that's why the Lord tells us to gird up the loins of our mind. Because when the enemy comes to fight against us in our mind to try to get us to believe those lies and internalize them in our heart, God says, uh, he, he rebukes it. He says, the Lord forbids it. So that's why we have to concentrate and keep our eyes on the Lord. We can't take them off. Yeah, that's for sure. And if nothing else, you know, just know that, you know, God would not have died on the cross, shed his blood. He would not have taken on the beatings. He would not have taken on all those stripes. He would not have done all that if he did not care about you. And if it weren't possible for you to live in peace. If he couldn't deliver you, he would not have done it. So he's saying there is deliverance. And when the enemy tries to convince you that there is no such thing as deliverance or that deliverance is temporary or that deliverance is somehow compromised, don't believe it. That's the enemy trying to convince you to take what they're feeding you and make it a, and to internalize it and to hide it in your heart. And once you do that, then you, be, you believe it and you'll act on it. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did talk about you know, during this discussion, we were talking about how there was an article about Tim Tebow, how God, he says that God will never waste your pain when you give it to him. And I didn't have the article handy, but I had to look it up. And I know everybody knows who Tim Tebow is. You know, I, I just, I, well, I who sure, is he? I sure love him. He was a former <laughs> NFL quarterback for the Broncos. He played with Florida State University. So he's a well-known uh, former NFL quarterback. He was a baseball okay. player. And then, uh, well, he was the one who always would, you know, uh, during the football games, he would get on one knee and he would... He would just, kneel. Right, and say a prayer. And then, um, I think now he's an ESPN analyst, I, I think. But he's still uh, doing talks and writing articles and getting interviews about his Christian life. So um, in, in a new Instagram post, uh, he's talking about the pain in your life, whether it's a heartache, a disappointment, a setback in the workplace, the loss of a loved one. It can be used by God if Christians trust God. You know, so he says, God will never waste your pain when you give it to him, crediting his sister for the phrase. You see, guys, even in the midst of our pain, there's still purpose. There's a purpose in the pain, and there can be purpose in your pain. Um, I know it seems hard to believe, you know, for people who are in chronic pain, um, but there's still meaning, and there still can be a great significance. When we look at the heroes of the Bible, almost every single one of them, through their pain, there was a great purpose. And, you know, even Paul was saying, now this is just me going off the track here, but Paul with the, um, with the thorn in his flesh, with um, 
you know, there are some other people in the Bible who had problems, and and God used them, you know, and they, they went ahead and they continued and they took the next step, and eventually there was a great impact. So he says, you're, so if you're going through pain, adversity, setbacks, heartache, know that when you keep trusting God and you give that pain to him, he can create a purpose in it. And I believe he will, and I believe he wants to. He will never waste the pain when you give it to him. There's purpose in your pain. So uh, he has a new video Bible study called Mission Impossible that helps individuals find their mission in life. Um, he said that mission possible, a mission what did I say? Mission impossible? I meant to say mission possible. Mission possible life is not pain free. So um, it's called The Mission Possible Video Course. And according to its website, he ref uh, reflects um, his belief that a truly meaningful life is not more comfort or ear or ease but it's it's whatever your mission is it's a clear mission and your mission should be serving the lord you know right more than the absence of challenges having a clear sense of your unique god-given significance will bring you lasting sense of purpose and i know that's hard for people to hear when they wake up every day <clears throat> people using walkers or canes, or crutches, or um, wheelchairs. I like, I like the young, young fellow who <clears throat> was shot, you know, a straight bullet, and now he's paralyzed. He was so active, and then he realizes he, he just can't do what he used to do. Yeah, I think he, that was in, um, what is that, Illinois, that uh, 4th of July shooting? Yes. I, you he's know, only he's, eight years old. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> and he's paralyzed, and he's he has to come to grips with the fact that. And, he, uh, and the Lord it could very well raise him up because he's young, but you know you just but the pain that he has to go through, you know. And so I'm saying, the enemy means it for evil, but God has it work for our good for those who trust in Him, who are the called. He'll make it work for your good. Well, anyway, someone sent me an article. It was, you know, Crosswalk.com has um, different things on it, uh, on its website. And one of the things is a devotional that they have. And someone sent me this um, devotional clip from Crosswalk. And it was what to do when you're anxious. And, you know, Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't be, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, and with thanksgiving, <clears throat> present your requests to God. And that's hard. You know, so you, in the midst of your tears, you thank God for everything, for the little things, for the things, you know, that he's going to bless you with, to do, and... You take everything to him, your prayers, your petitions, and your thanksgiving. <clears throat> and you look for him to um, work a miracle or give you a purpose or, you know, give you a mission. 
Right, and, and in the midst of that, I, what I admonish people to do, because I have to do it myself, I wouldn't ask somebody to do something I wouldn't do, but I ask God to grant me peace through it. Because sometimes when you're asking the Lord for, for an answer and you don't see the change coming as fast as you would like it, then you have to ask God for more grace so that you endure, and then you ask the Lord to bless so that you don't put your... Uh, your, all your energy and all, all your mindset into that one particular trial or aspect you have to, well, so everything's a lovely and a good report and pure and honest. You're asking God to help you think on these things to move on with your life because it's not necessarily your life. I mean, in some instances, it could be a fiery trial and it seems that way. And in some instances, it could be, but you still don't want to let it consume you. So you ask the Lord to bless you that you concentrate on him, that you see the spiritual things, that he gives you revelation and insight so that he takes you away from the situation that you're in so that, like, the, like they didn't feel the flames, they didn't feel the heat of the fire. So you, you recognize you're in the midst of a fire, but you want the Lord to bless you so that you don't feel the heat of, of the flame. And you come out not smelling like smoke. You don't come out tarnished or tainted or whatever you ask God to undertake for you so that you can have your mind stayed on the Lord because the enemy wants you to take your eyes off of your salvation off of your deep redeemer off of your deliverance the enemy wants you to become sidetracked yeah you know what I started to do just recently is to ask the Lord for a fresh anointing mm -hmm. when it when, you know when you embark on a new journey or a new illness or a new test or a trial, you know, you need a fresh anointing for that particular situation, is my opinion. I, I don't know, but I started to do that, you know, it's like, so now you have a new journey, you're on a new journey in your life, you have a new phase in your life, you know, maybe a spouse passed away or, or a family member or <clears throat> you have greater responsibilities or you have a uh, you know what the doctors say something that you can't that can't be cured you know all of a sudden it's not it's no joke when the doctor tells you that you are afflicted with something and there's you know you're facing what he the doctor says is a terminal illness you know um so you need a fresh anointing to get you through it you need the the lord to take you through strengthen you, energize you. <clears throat> so in this article, it says, with everything happening in our world today, does God really expect us not to be anxious? And I guess the short answer is yes, he does. He tells us, because in that scripture in Philippians 4, 6, he says, don't be anxious about anything. <clears throat> and then he goes on to say what he expects us to do so in every situation he's aware of everything that's going on in our world he knows everything that's going on in our heart in our mind in our spirit in our family he knows everything that you know whatever your world is whatever your job your your finances your whatever it is your health whatever it is God is sovereign God knows everything you know, and he has the ultimate power. He has, he can do anything. 
And if things look impossible, well, you should tell yourself, well, that's okay. <laughs> it looks impossible. But, you know, that's hard to say. It's hard when you're in the middle of something. It's hard to say. Because um, we're told in Scripture the things which are impossible with man are possible with God. All things are possible if we only believe. And all we have to do is look around us and we see evidence of God's power. So does anybody ever look up at the sky and wonder how do those stars hang up in the sky all the time or the moon, I mean, or the sun? Uh, you don't expect it to come crashing down on you or the moon, you don't expect it. You expect it to be up there. So what God does is, is good and is perfect. And there's no fault in what he does. There's nothing. Right, and it should inspire faith. But, you know, instead of people saying, because there's science, but even the scriptures let you know that science, so-called science, will not contradict God's word. Science will actually uh, be living proof that what God said is. And I, and if, and if I don't bet, but if I was a betting woman, I would bet that, a lot of these people uh, dealing with, I'm talking about worldly people, people who are in the, uh, in the seat of leadership, people who are atheists, don't regard the Lord, but I bet you they're going through that Bible looking at those prophecies because that's about the only light that they see that opens up a door to their future. Even if they're leaning towards diviners and people uh, who are so-called so seers or soothsayers or whatever they are leaning towards, they're, they're combing the scriptures because they know that the prophecies are there. That's why so many of them try to quote Nostradamus. They want they want well, to yeah, see they the do. right. They no, want to see the future yeah, without benefit of yielding themselves to, to righteousness to God. Right. So in this article, it says, "How are we supposed to be able to be calm when things around us seem to be out of control?" And it says it's because of two things. Things may seem out of control to us, but they are never out of God's control. And two, God has given us the privilege of prayer. And I know the first time, I mean, when you're going through something, some, sometimes your first reaction is to just, uh, you're so anxietized, you're so angry, you're so, you lash out. You know, they say it's kicking the cat when you lash out at somebody else because you're upset about something. You know, so you ruin somebody else's day and mm -hmm. insult somebody else and, and only because of what your things aren't going right for you. Mm -hmm. And that's not what you should be doing. You shouldn't be screaming and hollering and, and hurting someone else or blaming somebody else. God gave us the privilege of Prayer. So it says, by prayer and petition, we are told to pray without ceasing. And that means that our lives can be just one continual conversation with God Almighty. And this article says, I don't know about you, but I am always talking to God. I let him know my needs, however small, and I love it when God meets those needs. And for me... Um, you know, I tell the Lord about everything. <clears throat> right. I, I, I don't even think I leave anything out. I'm always talking. Because we're naked him. before him. It's nothing that's hid. So we might as well confess it to the Lord and 
discuss because it's a revelation for us. It's not a revelation for the Lord. But when we start examining ourselves and going to the Lord and looking to the Lord to undertake for us, it becomes a revelation for us. Sometimes things we hadn't even thought about, then the Lord suddenly lets us see it. You know? And then um, the article says, one of God's names is Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. It doesn't mean that God might provide for you. It's, it, it means that God will provide and Paul reminds us that God will supply all of our need. According, you know, in, in Philippians 4, 19. Mm-hmm. And he even likes to give his children the desires of his heart. That's what it says in Psalms 37, 4. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. Petitions are appealing to authority with a respect, with a respect to a particular cause. God is our authority. And God gives us the invitation to let him know what it is we need. Right. And see, the Lord knows what we need. Now, we don't have to ask God. I mean, we can, we, we, we can bring it before the Lord because he sees our need. And Lord, you know I need this. But those things that, are, that we desire, we bring before the Lord. We begin to thank him for our need. And you can ask him for what you need, but you really don't have to because he said he will supply your need. So you begin to thank him, even though it seems as if the enemy might try to uh, make it seem as if the, the need isn't being met, but God will supply every one of our needs. And he told us that we should come boldly before the throne of grace. Right. You know, and so then that, have patience. Once you ask God for something, you have to that's have another, patience. That's another thing that... You know, but that's another... That's why I ask the Lord, give me more grace. And I say, Lord, give us more grace so that when we go through, it's almost uh, like when you were saying a new anointing for every test, every task that's, that's newly set before us, we ask God for more anointing to take this on and go through it. So the, then in the article, it says the third thing is with thanksgiving. Uh why is it important to do it with thanksgiving and and this article says i believe it's because we when we are thankful as we bring our requests to god the holy spirit reminds us of other requests god has granted and that's true and that's true if i've experienced that he reminds us of other needs that our loving father has met for us right so your past experience um, um so it's what makes our faith in God grow. So when David stood before Goliath, and David remembered how God helped him when he faced a lion and a bear, David's faith in God grew. David knew that if God was faithful when facing a lion and a bear, God doesn't change. So God would faithfully help David with the Goliath before him. Right, and, and, and we'll, we'll discuss later how David, you know, Sometimes guilt can, can, can have you divert your attention and you forget something. Yeah, that's true. So when our hearts are full of gratitude, there's no room for anxiety. I and then you have to tell your soul. People might want to debate that. People might disagree well, when, with when, that. When you get anxious, then you have to tell the Lord, you know, uh, to help you and give you more grace to steal your soul. Because when you get anxious and hyper, you know, then there's things that you overlook, 
And, and the Lord, and when you get excited or so emotional that the Lord can't get your attention, then you have to ask the Lord to help you to settle so that you can hear him. That reminds me, I heard someone say that um, if you're talking out loud, say, um, I don't know, say for example, you're just reading an article out loud and all of a sudden you want to think and count at the same time, it's hard to do that. Hard to do what? So if you're thinking, I'm going to count to myself, mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But at the same time you're reading an article, why is it important that God tells us to do it with Thanksgiving? You can't do those two things. Not so well. <laughs> so when your heart is filled with Thanksgiving, there's not much room for the anxiety. So uh, then the last one is to present your requests to God. And all we're asked to do is to lay a request before God. And sometimes we don't, sometimes we don't have, God tells us, because we don't ask. And it can never be yes if we don't ask. You know, I remember a mother of the church, oh, when she got up to testify, she would say, Oh, and she'd be so upset about this. She would say, you have not because you ask not. <laughs> you know, and she would all, it would seem like every Sunday she would say that, you mm -hmm. know. And so it can never be yes if you don't ask. And the right. one thing in this article, it says, the one thing I know of God is that when he chooses not to grant a request, it's because God has something better in mind. Or it's not the right time. Or it's not what you really want. You know, sometimes we ask something, and we don't realize what we're asking. Just like he told uh, James and John, he said, you don't, know, you don't know what you're asking. I mean, you're asking, but you don't know what it is that you're asking. And so sometimes we think we know what we want, and we ask, and the Lord says, they don't know, they don't know what they're talking about. I know, just this morning I was talking to the Lord, and I was telling them what I want. I've been telling them what I, you know, bringing your petitions and your requests. I, I've been telling them for a long time what I wanted about a, a certain situation. I and, know the feeling. And so I'm talking, and then and then today I, I feel like I'm going to just give up. I, and I told the Lord, I know you know my desires, but, you know, I don't know if I asked you is this what you wanted me to do? Mm -hmm. You know? Right. And it is so true. I remember my mother telling me something, and I'm just convinced that I'm right. I wish she was here today to knock me upside my head. <laughs> you know, because I did not know, but she could see. You know? And she was saying, eh, no, you don't know what you're asking. Oh, I just thought I knew. And she was here today to just knock me down. I would say, thank you, mm -hmm. <laughs> because you I know, didn't so know. Finally, I just decided today I'm going to start telling the Lord, you see the desires in my heart. You know what I want. I really do. Mm -hmm. You know what I really want. But if it's not right for me, I, I never even thought to ask you, is that, you know, I focus on. According to your grant, will. He, he'll grant you the desires of your heart. You know, and, and so... He said, but Lord, is it according to your will? Is it something... And I told him all the things that, yeah, you know, I, I really don't want this, and I really don't want that. I want this, and I want that. But, but you know, if it's not right, then help me to accept your will. Help me to just accept it. Right. You know, make me like whatever it is that you want right. for me. Because I used to think about that when Lord said, I'll supply all your need. I said, Lord, bless me to want what I need. 
Yeah. Well, anyway, that pretty much concludes um, our topic on anxiety. Praise the Lord and let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of this week's verse of the day comes from Psalm chapter 37, verses 32 and 33. The wicked watches the righteous and seek to slay him. But the Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Now, ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what will happen to you if you have fools as your companions? And the answer is, you will be destroyed. And that answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, which reads, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. This week's food for thought is, who did Michael the archangel contend with and why? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.